Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet. And when you win, boom, $200 in bonus bets instantly with promo code DNVR only with DraftKings Sportsbook. I am your host for the day, Patrick Lyons, but I'm also joined by a co-host and not another co-host because unfortunately uh, we have lost Susie. We'll talk about the end of the episode about the loss of life to the podcast, not to real life. Right, right. Yeah, Susie is always on the move, man. She's a busy girl. I am uh, considerably more available. I'm around, brother. You so. are. Happy to be here and help out. Brendan Vo from DNVR Nuggets and DNVR St. Louis Cardinals. So you have got that covered as well. Yeah, that you probably just got me fired by saying that, I think. I think those are two words we're not allowed to put next to each other. But I'm happy to be here talking rocks, baby. Talking we are going to talk rocks. Uh, lost today, unfortunately, 3-1 in a incredibly quick game. We'll talk about that and the implications of the pitch clock that we've seen so far. Two straight losses, but... They started the season off 2-0, and the only team to have two wins uh, through Friday, and yet still, because of you know interdivision play, Rockies at 2-2 two and two are tied for first place. Yay! Stop the count, Patrick. I like where they're sitting. Let's go. It. Yeah. Can, you, can there be a four-way tie for first place? <laughs> we, yeah, we'll, we'll sort it out. Uh, imagine, yeah, I can't even imagine a four-game season. Like... <laughs> It, the NBA season is closer to four games than it is 162 yeah, games. That might be true, actually. Well, don't tell the players that, though. They feel <laughs> like it's a little too long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Rockies 2-2. Two and two. Uh, We'll talk about our favorite moments from the weekend. It, it's just so good. We were talking, you know, before we went on air just about what this time of the year means, and it just all aligns really well with the beautiful weather in yep. Colorado, the home opener coming, but the return of baseball and just, just what it means with life, right? Dude, the sun starts coming out, you know, you start, you, I, I was scooting into work today, which I love to do on a sunny day. Shout out Scooter Gang. Literally Scooter. Scooter. Literally Scooter. Literally Scooting on my personal scooter. That's what's up. And listening to the Rockies game in, in my uh, AirPods as I was on my way to the bar, the sun was shining. I got the sounds of the ballpark in my ear. I see people walking their dogs and their babies. I'm like, man, we're back. You know, life is back. Absolutely. So your version of the guy on the skateboard listening to Fleetwood Mac right. is listening to Jack <laughs> yeah, Corgan, yeah. Jerry Schemmel right. on a scooter. On a scooter, man. Those That's are some, Denver, of my, man. some of my favorite Denver vibes. That's absolutely fantastic. Rockies did lose today 3-1. Oh, yeah. Both teams only got four hits. You like to see Ryan McMahon getting a home run, thwarting the shutout uh, from Seth Lugo, who looked great. great. Yeah. yeah, a guy who's pretty much been in the bullpen the last five years with the New York Mets. Didn't really get a chance to, to have an opportunity to be back in the starting rotation. That was one of the things the Padres promised him. They're probably going to have like a six-man rotation. So, you know, again, you, you win two out of four, you feel good because it's a road series. Rockies last yep. year, in their 24 road series, they only were able to come away with a uh, complete series win five of those 24 games. I think they had three, you know, splits uh, mm -hmm. of some type. So 
even just a, just a tie, even just going two and two, going into LA. At worst, you're going to be two and four, um, and then hopefully, you know, at best, obviously four and two. But you'll take a split in uh, in, in LA with with what they've got coming up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely tough opponents. Wins you want to start the season. I think a split's a good result. Yeah. It today it's a weird day to say it on now, but encouraging stuff I think from the lineup more or less, particularly CJ Crone, who even his outs are loud right now, man. Even his outs are loud. He's he's unbelievable. There, there's a really cool account that I, I think you would dig in. And it's okay if you don't throw it a follow until summertime, until you're fully out of, you know, your your nugget zone. But it's called Would It Dong. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. It's great, it's right? It's great account, dude. It's a, I was explaining it to my dad, and he was like, yeah, but the guy hit a home run. What do you mean it's only 130th of a home run? I'm like, no, but then... There's going to be other times in which you hit a fly ball. And like last year, there was a, a day where Ryan McMahon hit a fly ball out right to left center, you know, center fielder. His back was to the wall and it was an out. Right. And I told him, I was like, are you familiar with Wooded Dong? And he said, don't tell me 29 out of 30. <laughs> I was like, yeah, only Coors Field that was an out. Coors. So everywhere else. So you get 29 30ths of a home run. If, if you want to look at those things. And again, that's really just analytics for, did you get a little lucky or maybe you were unlucky because right. of the ballpark. So Crone hit three out last night, uh, in, in a big spot, hit one to the warning track that really had the, uh, the juices flowing mm-hmm. in that game on Saturday night, hit another one to the warning track on Sunday. So for a guy who played only about 13 games, this spring training because of, uh, you know, some injury issues. He had some some back issues along with Chris Bryant and Charlie Blackman, all the guys over 30. How's your back, Brandon? Okay. Not good. And I turn <laughs> I turn 30 in a month and I can feel it in the back. Thanks for asking. All right. That's okay. But again, these guys in Colorado, they're over 30. They're hitting the ball really well. That's so good. you are still in line to win your second consecutive home run I was derby, just dude. gonna say, let's run it back, man. Let's run it back. That's the only place I get good hacks in anymore. So the last thing I see, uh, you know, before I, I go to bed uh, on my headboard is just the still frame of you celebrating and the highlights, and it's just a reminder, like, okay, there's 172 days until I can maybe take back the home run. Oh, I, I, I can't allow it to day. happen two in a row. I ruined your day. The worst <laughs> part is I, I'm not good. So if we run it back, I'm sure I'm sure it's yours. We'll see. We'll see. I got I, I I've got a goal here, but no but, shoes is the trick. That's, that's oh yeah, what you I did learned. go barefoot. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Check that video out from from last year. But but Chrome with the uh, the two home runs on opening day. We had kind of talked about it on Thursday. I threw it out there. It always feels good, even if you just ask a question. And then it like comes true where you're like, oh, now we need to know that answer. It feels like you predicted it, I feel like, in a way. So I said, hey, is, is anyone going to hit two home runs on opening day? You know, Vinny Castilla did it in 98 uh, at Arizona. And Trevor Story did it 2016, also at Arizona. Will someone do it today? If so, who would it be? And then Chrome goes and hits two home runs. And it's like, all right, I'll, I'll take that. I'll put a little feather in my cap just yeah. for asking the question. In, in, uh, at DNVR Nuggets, we would say, that's your assist. That's your assist. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take an assist on that one. That, he he looks works. he looks great. Last time in my limited appearances on this show, I wondered, you know, at what point would the other foot drop a little bit, just mm-hmm. in terms of how valuable and productive he's been. But sure. I think with the way he he hit all season and, and to start now, it's like maybe I just underestimated what caliber of a player he is full stop. I mean, this is a guy I think you can just expect to produce within within the context of baseball production. Yeah, for CJ Crone, the the biggest things for him to, you know, not have been an all-star before last year was he just wasn't healthy. 
that was a huge, huge piece. You know, had a couple hundred plus game seasons, but just kind of didn't fit in it. And then when he came to Colorado, he got very comfortable. Mm. Like, you know, not a ton of players, you know, enjoy talking to the media. They understand it's part of their job. And so CJ is kind of one of those guys. But it's, you know, it's just kind of whatever. Even when you're playing great, you're like, I don't, I still don't. I don't yeah. like him any better totally. now all of a sudden because the questions are a little bit easier and we're having fun. Um, but he just got comfortable. And so as a baseball lifer, a dad who was a big leaguer and, and a brother who's played in the pros and has been up and down, you know, he's just, he's just really comfortable right now. And so at age 33, he's like a lot of, you know, Colorado Rockies first baseman, just aging like a fine wine. Mm. Um, you know, it, when he started at first base, that was uh, his third consecutive opening day start at first base. Last time a guy had done it three years or more, Todd Helton. Right. They had a bunch of guys for two years in a row, but McCrone's done it for three. And could I see him back next year? Sure. He's a free agent after the year, but again, it could be one of those situations. If the Rockies don't want to turn the keys over to somebody younger, they could go back to Crone. We'll wait and see what happens if he's one of those trade deadline guys. Last year, one of the reasons why he didn't get dealt, um, Rockies really got lowballed. Some of that I think is true. The other part is, Sometimes you just got to take what you can get yeah. and be happy with that because it's going to help you uh, in, in the future with your organization. Uh, but he got hit on the hand in, in Arizona, I want to say July 6th. And so a lot of teams, you know, were kind of worried about the impact of that. And uh, you kind of saw it in the second half numbers. And, and so you worried that uh, that was going to kind of carry over into 2023 with the back issues in the spring. But not the case whatsoever. Five RBI on opening day. He's got he's got seven RBI right now uh, after four games. So uh, he is locked in, and I think you know picking up where he left off statistically over the course of the season. I think a lot of people are going to start talking about him a lot more because it's like a safe pick. It's like oh, he was an All Star last sure. year. He was mashing the ball. So it's like people know who CJ Crone is now. He's almost like a sneaky one of those guys of who do you think about when you think about the Colorado Rockies? Right, right. For some hardcore baseball fans. Um, who aren't immediately going to Charlie Blackman and may remember Chris Bryant, even though he only played 42 last year, CJ Crone is probably the next name on that list. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think it's the guy, it's the guy, right? If there's a tight spot, you're probably going to hope CJ's up to bat or, or do up at some point in the inning. And, you know, it'd be awesome if they can keep him. Uh, and I get, look, I'm sure he's going to get a lot of attention in free agency. I don't know if there are any mm-hmm. scenarios in which, you know, a, a trade is on the table, but... This is a guy I think people around the league are going to start talking about. Like, hey, he's sitting there in Colorado. <laughs> you know, I think uh-huh. he could he could help us quite a lot. And I think more and more teams are probably going to pick up on that. The other thing, too, 33, right, you said? Yeah. You know, a first baseman these days, a guy who's getting comfortable, really figured out his swing, those peaks can ride out, man. You know, he, yeah. can, he it's not like he's bumping up against the wall. So you'd have to think whether it's the Rockies or another team in baseball – People are really starting to recalibrate their understanding of what you can expect from him. Yeah, and, and guys are having longer careers. Certain players Certain are players. having longer careers. Paul Goldschmidt last year at age 35, MVP. Albert Pujols like, goes out on top. David right. Ortiz did it a while back. And now that you've got the designated hitter in both leagues, it's point. now no longer, well, only half the teams could possibly be interested in C.J. Crone. His defense is a lot better than A, first advertised, and B, what we saw in 2021. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a lot of value. It's really just up for the Rockies to not worry about. Do we did we lose this deal? It, you've got something that's expiring at the end of the year. Yeah. That again, you should be turning the keys over to Michael Tolia at first base, a Gold Glove Award caliber kind of guy, and just just take what you can get. 
to a degree. It didn't seem like they liked any of the offers they heard at any point last year. So no. maybe time to adjust the expectations a bit. A little bit. Uh, expectations for Austin Geimer are kind of interesting this year. You know, he's working on a, a two-seam fastball that we're going to see uh, next week uh, when he makes his course field debut. Still throwing a four-seam fastball on the road. He looked really good on Sunday. Did have uh, that third inning where he gave up three runs, gave up two two home runs, but he got some length. You know, still able to go into the sixth inning. So that's that's a very promising start for Austin Gomer because the Rockies are going to need somebody else to pair with Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland, who were so solid those first two games. Yep. Jose Urania, not so much. I think he'll be okay. Ryan Feltner had a rough spring, so we'll kind of wait and see what happens. I think that's one of the reasons why the Rockies kind of went with two long relievers. They went with Ty Block. And then they also went with another starter in, in Connor Seabold. So uh, that's that's one of the reasons I, I, we didn't see Seabold uh, at all this weekend. So I think they're saving him for for Monday in Los Angeles where Ryan Feltner is going to go against Michael Grove. So uh, the pitching, you know, still really solid uh, on the road, which it should be, right? At home is where the question marks are, are, right. are going to come up and, and you might struggle a little bit. But on the road in San Diego, a little bit more of a pitcher's friendly ballpark, you know, that's got to make you... Uh, feel good and and I know we felt really good earlier today uh, while watching some of the Rockies game uh, watching uh, the women's national championship game here on the corner of Colfax and York where you know you know we love the the diehard deal oh yeah man. we we love the oh it's it's only this much and then kind of the table looks like wait they just took uh 15% off like our entire tab and they kind of share those quick little looks and it's like no you're a diehard you get 15% off your food and your drink when you're here, 20% off the merch too. Like right. that's another one. Wait, there's merch. Oh yeah. There's a podcast studio. Wait, look, come over. We've got to have a conversation. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. 20% off the takeovers, uh, any of the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, tailgates that we have. We really only do tailgates for the Broncos. I mean, it's not a big, uh, <laughs> tailgate culture for the nuggets or, or abs. That's the thing in, in Colorado. You just, you don't really tailgate other than Broncos games. Whereas, in so many other cities around the U.S., you can tailgate. Oh, yeah? That's the Was one. Was it popping? Oh, I love that. I love that. And a that's good result, one. too. A good result. Up the pits, baby. That's it. I'll take a 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, Ty, I wanted to ask Susie like, you know, what it was like watching a game in which nobody scored, but yet the home crowd was happy about that. <laughs> right? Like, oh, uh, that's a good thing. All right, that's, they, that's soccer. Uh, hey, they needed that. Some more goals, but I won't be greedy. I won't yeah. be greedy. Cordy and Bus? I mean... Rolling out the red carpet. I mean, there's nothing classier <laughs> than an accordion bus going to a Rapids game. But again, you get 20% off that as well. And, and we've got our own coming up on April 29th. Oh, that's Sunday. so awesome. Baseball, I think, is built for this kind of event. Right. And just laying out at the park, making a day of it, making some friends. Maybe you're lasered in on the game. There's a lot of different ways to take in a baseball game. But taking it in together as a big group... Uh, I'm really pumped for the Rockies takeovers, man, particularly this one coming up. Yeah, and and you know today's game was two hours and three minutes. Uh, hopefully we get a little bit more baseball than that on Saturday. But the cool thing is, you know, before the game, we'll be here at the DNVR bar and the Breck Brew will be a flow and maybe it's an avalanche ale because it's still kind of their time right now. Uh, but then post game, the bus is, is going to take you back. And again, if you're if you're a diehard, you're getting twenty percent off uh, that Breck Brew, that Avalanche Ale. So you know what? They might stop selling beer over at Coors Field in the seventh inning, but it it doesn't stop at the DNVR Bar. It doesn't stop with the Avalanche Ale. Uh, if you need to get some at home, go to the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com, and you could find out where Colorado's company, Colorado Ingredients, 
made with 100% renewable energy. Find out where you can get that at the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. You're so good at reads, man. I always forget. Every time I come back, I'm like, dude, this guy's smooth. I appreciate that. You're I appreciate you saying that I'm good with ad reads. And I'm smooth because there's nothing smoother oh than Fubo TV. Yeah, that doesn't. It <laughs> no, no. works, but yeah. it's not great. Not your best, but we'll give it to it you. Works. We'll like it works. For to. some people, that's pretty good, right? That's <laughs> that's their transition. No, Fubo TV. So uh, a couple people in the office have been able have gotten subscriptions. Yeah. Have you have you been one of the select few? Not yet. Not yet. I do all of my sports watching at the corner of York and Colfax. That's it. I do it at Colfax in York, but that's just oh, me. All right. That's just me. No semantics. So I've been using Fubo TV. Uh, I, that's how I watched the, the entire World Baseball Classic, and like ruined the start of my baseball season because it's like no, I, there's only so many days left before opening day and the home opener, and it's going to be a lot. So go to bed early, and I couldn't because yes. Fubo made it super easy to keep up on the Nuggets and Avs, keep up on the World Baseball Classic. It was so good. MLB Network is there for me. There's there's always games going on Fubo TV. Uh, I've been able to watch a couple different shows. Uh, I t- I've talked about it before. The Dana Carvey Show. Yeah. Did you know that was a show? No, I you didn't. Know didn't know you still did yes. that. Yes. They made a documentary, I think it's called Too Good to Fail, because they had like a murderer's row of writers and performers all before they really hit it big. Louis C.K. was a producer. Mm. Steve Carell, Stephen Colbert. They were all on the Dana Carvey Show. It was it, it's amazing, and Fubo has that. That's like one of the only places you can go to get it. So that's that's how I've been spending a lot of my free time, uh, staying <laughs> up late, watching a lot of baseball. Dana Carvey show. It's all thanks to Fubo TV. Head over to Fubo TV slash DNVR, and you can watch the Nuggets and Abs on Altitude Sports. Uh, the link is in this, this, the description, and you know what? You're gonna get fifteen percent off that's on top of all that. Did you get a chance to see the Kyle Freeland play? Sure the did. Kyle Freeland play now. A couple of days ago, the Kyle Freeland play was him striking out Shohei Otani. Oh, that's true. That in the World true. Baseball Classic. And I thought, it's going to be really hard to top that highlight. And I'm kind of like, ah, Crone hitting two home runs on opening day is pretty great. I feel like just because it's regular season, maybe it, it should be higher. But you can make the case that it's kind of tied. But that, I mean, Kyle Freeland play coming off the mound, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, who says uh, who says pitchers and baseball players aren't athletes, man? Particularly Kyle. That play was ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Derek Jeter esque. There's a little segue fodder. There you go. But um, maybe even a bit better. So athletic though. I sat next to Kyle Freeland at a Nuggets game once pregame before the game started. Nice. And I'm not just humble bragging. I say that to say <laughs> you can tell, man, if you've seen the guy and you're up close. This is an athlete. You know, this is an athlete. Not yeah. not. Sometimes we think of pitchers as these very narrowed in kind of skill set and and athletics but this guy can do it and that play was incredible man and it's really fun to get uh to get something like that right off the bat rob zombie may have said to that play it was more human than human <laughs> but charlie blackman said it was more jeter than jeter more jeter than jeter well jeter to this day you know jury's still out on how necessary that was versus oh his Freel- jump throw yeah versus freelands which i think he had to had to do I have more of an offense, and this is really where we could battle here. I have more offense with Jim Edmonds, and we've talked about that. Oh, I yeah. think he was more of a guy. Every just, catch he ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's like the ball was, you know, over the second baseman's head before you even took a step, and oh, you're like, "Come on!" He couldn't wait to dive. He he, he was wait. like a wide receiver, like <laughs> on the sideline, where he would just stand in place and then lean forward and like fall over. And you're like, you weren't even running towards the ball, oh, dude. Man. It makes a lot of sense too now because you know he'd been in the booth for some cards games and. 
Um, you're, I'm learning a lot about him. Maybe more than I wanted to Ooh. learn about him. Old childhood hero. Yeah. No, that, that play was just absolutely amazing. So uh, cool, Freeland man. looked great. Uh, he was amazing. Brent Suter, another lefty who's looked, who looked great. Two scoreless innings on Sunday. Three total scoreless innings. Still don't know what the Milwaukee Brewers are doing in getting rid of him. Just completely waived him. Um, he's an interesting guy, and we'll, we'll talk about him plenty this season. He's a huge Jim Carrey guy. There you go. Do it. Do it like a Google search of like Brent Suter, Jim Carrey, we'll do that right and you'll now. see him doing like so many impressions of Jim Carrey, and it's very good impression as well. Will do. He's amazing. Uh, he kind of, you know what? Right off the bat, he's got the face. He's got the like kind of elastic. Elastic like, is the word. Smile. You know. He d- even even when talking with him, and it's what hadn't, didn't have anything to do with Jim Carrey. He just has like those mannerisms. Totally. He totally. really does. That's a fun and guy so, to have around. He's very fun. It was. It was it was also fun on uh, on Saturday. So the Padres open up their gates a couple hours earlier than normal mm. to to have the San Diego State game on the jumbotron. Sweet. Alan Trejo, uh, who's a San Diego State uh, grad, I think he actually did go back and 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 graduated. He went and got San Diego State jerseys for himself, Bud Black, who is an Aztec, and head trainer for the Rockies, Keith Duggar, got them all you know jerseys and. You know, they watched the game, and it was like right before first pitch that they won. You saw Bud Black celebrating, and he made a deal with Trejo, and he said, probably after he gave him the jersey, he's like, Alan's such a good kid. You know what, Alan? If San Diego State wins, you can exchange the lineup cards. San Diego <laughs> State won, and you saw Trejo come out. He had on the Aztec jersey, exchange lineup cards, which players just don't do. Like, right, right. I don't know why they don't like kind of make more of a thing out of that. That's a good point, actually. I mean, I, sometimes there are ground rules and stuff, but you, you get that out of the way almost at the beginning of the series, and then the umpires can really like talk with the, the managers on the side or the coaches get that out of the way, make it more ceremonial. Uh, it happens occasionally, but it should probably happen a lot more. So that was really fun that, uh, that Trejo got a chance to do that. I, I, I really love that. Go Aztecs. Shout out Chris Marlowe as well in Nuggets Nation, who's thrilled. Um, shout out me and DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, because... Uh, I was also thrilled that the Aztecs won. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder why. I was thrilled with the last <laughs> second swing. That's fun. That was a good one. There, uh, so a couple of Rockies too. That now is maybe a good time to like to jump into this randomness. Uh, Rocky, there's like more Rockies around the league right now than ever before. The last couple of years, it really started. Like it really goes to show you how good they were. You know, a little bit in sixteen. 17 and 18 when they went to back to back to back postseasons uh, had kind of a roster crunch. Some guys got you know dumped around, but it seems like never before there's so many former Rockies just making teams. Garrett Hampson uh, made the opening day roster for the Marlins. Taylor Motter made it for the St. Louis Cardinals. He wasn't a Rocky very long. Uh, Ryan Maltapia made the Red Sox roster. Sam Hilliard, of course, for Atlanta. We saw David Dahl in San Diego. That was really neat for his first time back in the big league since 2021. Connor Joe in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then two guys that we should end up seeing, although Corey Dickerson did just go on the IL. Uh, but Chad Cool uh, did make the starting rotation for the Washington Nationals. So um, maybe Dickerson will be around. So Cool and Dickerson, two former Rockies, that will be here uh, starting Thursday uh, for that home opener. Nats, Rocks. Should be good. It's crazy. It kind of speaks to an overarching dynamic with this team over the years. I've noticed where there's been some ineptitude on large scale in terms of <laughs> team building. But the uh, ironically, there have been a lot of winning role players that have come through. Yeah. You know, people who you could you could place them as contributors on winning rosters. 
you know, the teams they built as a whole leave many much to be desired. But there have been some good players, man, that have come through. And I, I'm always curious to what extent I would sure at this point, Rockies fans are mostly uh, mostly glad to see those guys thriving, glad for them. Uh, but it's probably tough to watch as well. Yeah, that is very true of Rockies fans. Like they support their players um, pretty much no matter what. Like, I mean, people just still love Tulo, and he was done dirty, so that's that. Arenado is probably like one of the only guys that ever went elsewhere, and still there's there's just overwhelming amount of support, I think, for him. But there's probably a bigger anti Arenado, which which even still that it that isn't really even anti. It's just not pro Arenado, right? And, and it's it, so how, small. How much of that too is just bitter taste in the mouth by the deal itself? Yes, you know, if that was a more palatable deal, I would imagine all these years later, it's, it's more of like good for Nolan, you know? Yeah. And I think, I imagine if you were to go back in time and, and, and create some kind of butterfly effect where, you know, he ends up staying, does it still end up falling apart? Mm. Is this story still end up going? Because now can the, the team afford to pay Nolan and Trevor story? And okay, maybe you get gray instead of story or story instead of gray. And you still are just lacking so much depth at the top end of your farm system. Like we're seeing that there's a reason why back in, 2019, maybe not 2019 as much, but 2020, 2021, the Rockies farm system was viewed as, you know, a bottom third system. And if, you know, a lot of people like to say, ah, there's just a lot of bias against the Rockies system. And sure, it is a little bit flashier to say, hey, I like this Yankees prospect more than whatever. We're talking about a couple of points. Like like Dick Monfort actually mentioned that. That was one of the things that um, he set up in Greeley uh, in January. And I, I don't know if I mentioned it at all. And uh, I don't think it was like written about was, you know, he pointed out, Hey, Anthony Volpe, you know, go back and look at the numbers. Ezekiel Tover had, had better numbers in the Eastern league than Anthony Volpe. And I think that's true. I, th- I think the numbers maybe did skew a little bit more towards, you know, Ezekiel Tovar. Um, but if you, if you look at two 21 year old shortstops, who's going to get better at the big league level? Because the Yankees players do get better. They right. do get help. They do get support. They do have the resources to make guys, you know, continue to, to improve at the big league level. Whereas with the Rockies, you almost have to be a finished product yourself because guys don't continue to develop when they're in the big leagues with the Rockies. I mean, the Dodgers are one of those teams that get that credit. And they're, yeah. they're, they're betting on it big time this year because they've got all these reclamation projects. But we've seen it in the past with Max Muncy and Justin Turner last year, Tyler Anderson, Chris Taylor in the past. So, like, they're able to do that. So the idea that, you know, oh, well, we're, we're just going to crap on the Rockies because it's easy to do that. If there's no evidence that these guys aren't very good, right? there just isn't any evidence. Who- and we're seeing it now because the Rockies had to go out and get six players for their opening day roster after January 1st because they didn't have any depth yeah. from the guys that they had drafted and developed. And then they also shot themselves in the foot by not making any trades at the deadline. So go back and look and say, oh, actually, you know what? Those prospect prognosticators, they were actually right with how good the farm system was. Yeah, right. You think to yourself, who are you more likely to actually hear from X amount of years later? And all, all the factors you just pointed to, uh, they matter. They pop up. The, the, I, I really think the failure to keep that, that pipeline moving, that, that train moving, the prospect one, is, is right. among the biggest sins I mean, there's a lot of stuff, the relationships with Nolan and, and how it went um, and what the trade had to be and how bad it was, you know, who the money went to and who it didn't go to. Plenty of things to complain about. But I really think 
if you're just looking forward, forget lamenting what's happened already. That's arguably the biggest sin and the biggest failure was just that that train never kept moving. Yeah. Because you get to a point where, like you just said, you're making a lot of moves right before the start of the season just to fill out a roster. Yeah. Yeah. That, that just wasn't a good look. I mean, we I think we, we talked about it on Thursday on opening day. The, the Rockies played down a man the first three days of the season. Jerkson Profar hadn't arrived until last night. We finally got a chance to see him today uh, on, on Sunday. You know, he, he hit leadoff, so that was great. Played in left field as he was, you know, expected to, to be. Uh, for this team when they signed him back on March 21st, but it was such a short window to not only sign him, kind of ramp him up a little bit, because although he was active during the World Baseball Classic, he played four games, and right. that was it. You know, had a lot of travel, 30 hours back and forth from the U.S. Um, to South Korea, uh, or actually I think that was in Taiwan. So it just, it, it wasn't like a great fit. It was like, oh, we just need somebody for left field. And he wasn't there, and he had no option. So you literally went out with 25 guys on a 26-man roster, and that's almost unheard of because yeah. that that'll happen maybe for a day because somebody's you know trying to get in you know from a minor league city and just can't whatever it is. But we're talking about like the start of the season. We're like, all right, let's get all of our ducks in a row. Let's get all the chess pieces where they need to need to be and where they need to belong. And still, you're short a guy. So you know that is a little bit of mismanagement there. I mean it. it- it's a small piece in a larger puzzle uh, that's really starting to take shape here. And it's not a very pretty picture for the Rockies of just look, the national analysts, a lot of the, a lot of the analysis comes down to like, it's a mess over there. And that is not a great example to, <laughs> to argue otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, it's, it can be, can be messy at times for sure. Uh, not if you use game time, take it out because <laughs> That is the spot to go, especially for events right before they're about to start. 60 minutes before an event starts, you can get up to 60% off using the Game Time Tickets app or just use the link that's in our description. Uh, It scratches our back. We're glad to to scratch yours so you can get uh, a nice little bit of savings there. With these games going so short, we've kind of talked about it. I've sort of planted this, this idea that, you know, some of the Avengers movies are like three hours long. A baseball game is now less than a movie. There we it go. can be. There so we go. now you're hanging out at the at, at a bar. You're at the DNVR bar. Maybe you're somewhere else nearby, and it's like you know an hour and a half until the game starts. You can go and and maybe even maybe you do leave early. Okay, whatever. That's fine. That's your choice. But if you end up staying and it's only like two hours fifteen minutes, it's pretty nice. That's pretty convenient. And you can even see from these prices, uh, very convenient pricing. The return of Nolan Arenado is. Starts at four dollars on Monday. Four, six, six bucks. Like anywhere you go, you can get some really good seats, and those prices are going to go down a little bit. This is this is how I'm getting myself. This is how I'm getting myself inside right here. This one's opening day, right, Tiffany? Yeah. Okay. So how much is it right now to get in the door? Forty eight is the cheapest. Okay. I have heard that. I have heard that there are a couple seats that are still available, so it's it's not sold out just yet. So, um, so that, that could come down a little bit. And again, you can go to opening day or the, excuse me, the home opener. Let's make sure we're accurate. Cause there's only one day that's opening day. That's right. But you go to home opener or you can go to like 10 other games for $4 a piece. Thanks to game time ticket apps. <laughs> you know, why not? You know, <laughs> who's counting over 15 million people actually have, have been counting. They've, they've uh, given it some amazing reviews online. That's where they get their best seats for all kinds of events. $15 was my first show at Red Rocks, thanks to Game Time Dude, Tickets. Dude, that's ridiculous. Believe it or not. Uh, we should have gotten you some Shady Rays right now because the sun's coming in. I have It's hitting you a little bit. 
There we go. Oh, yeah. Now, you were the first person to lose their glasses, but then you also found them as no, well, I, didn't I you? I found mine, yeah. I'm actually a notch above Susie in that regard. I there lose my go. stuff, too, but I find my stuff quicker than she does. That's nice. Yeah, this, those look great. These are Super Producer Tiffs. Are these Shady Rays? Yeah. Look at oh, that. I can see it on the side. That's great. Oh, that's awesome. It's fantastic. I feel much better now. Yeah, they got a buy one, get one deal right now. Uh, that's amazing. If you use the link in our description, you can head over to the Park Meadows Mall and get 50% off two pairs of polarized glasses. It's rated five stars by over 200,000 people, probably because they're going to make sure you're taken care of. So if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear Shady Rays with confidence because they've got your back long after the purchase. And if you don't like them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. So uh, you're going to like them. But you know what? If you need to like kind of see them on your face a little bit, that's fine. Go ahead and return them uh, if you don't want. Or again, go to the Park Meadows Mall so you can see what these shades look like. Uh, it's They're fantastic. I love my pair. I I brought a, a more of a functional pair, so I wear it when I'm when I'm running. So that's like a full Aww. it's like a full face macho man kind of style. Do. It's amazing. You never know if you need to jump off the top rope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's where it goes down with. Um, let's take take a look around all of MLB because the season has started. As you said, sunny day, hope springs eternal. It's amazing. The new rules have been in effect. In a lot of different ways. The Mets-Marlins series, I feel like there was something every day in that game. Yeah. Uh, Jeff McNeil was charged a strike, automatic strike, because his teammate took too long to get back to first base. That's got to be frustrating. Hitting's, That's weird. Hitting's pretty hard, I've noticed. Um, I don't know if they need that factor <laughs> hanging over their heads. But hey, I'm not going to complain with the pace of play we've seen either. Pete Alonso, his nickname is also the Polar Bear. Polar Bears are not known for their quickness, let alone... For the quickness to get back to first is that base. true? I think their top speed might actually be pretty gnarly, but I'd imagine you're right about acceleration. But I'm like gonna, fir- first to third, that. what's the first to third speed yeah. and first to home? I'm gonna need that. How many feet? How many feet per second? Uh, is it? You know, are we talking elite speed? I, I don't know if thirty I'm gonna, feet per if second. I'm gonna get this in baseball terms. Polar bears can go twenty five miles per hour. <laughs> I need it. Can you? Can you figure out in feet per second? No, I can't. I could, but the the show would come to a grinding yeah, no. halt. That's your department, brother. Uh, right, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing do math on the air, but 25 is uh, a lot, and it's faster than it's faster than Alonzo. I think might be, might be. Uh, there, uh, Thomas Nito, Mets catcher, uh, hitter came up to the plate, and he was just kind of BSing with him, and st- still stood up. Catchers don't need to like squat down. I didn't but the realize, hitters yeah. need to be ready with their eyes forward with eight seconds. And because of that, the hitter was not ready. And therefore, boom, strike on him. I like that deep. Do you think that was uh, gamesmanship? No, I think that might have been just a coincidence. Just a like, coincidence. That guy probably felt bad. He's like, shoot, I wanted to use that one against the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe on April 23rd. Like, you know. Yeah. Sorry for asking how your kids are doing. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. There's a little strategy. The conversations are, are a lot shorter. Mm. Uh, that that actually may have to be a, a question. CJ Cronin's not too chatty. You have to be a little bit if you're a first baseman, but I'll, I'll just have to ask some of the guys who've been on base, like, have you noticed the conversation's been a little bit briefer? Right. Are you getting to the point a lot quicker? What What's the deal with that? What's the conversation like? Same thing I like on second base. You see sometimes, if there's a review, that that might be the time. I'm like, okay, right. we're doing a review. We've got two minutes. Hey, what's going on after the game? Where are you guys meeting up at? Like, right, that's right. the time. That's when, yeah. But no longer the uh, catcher cord- cordiality anymore. Yeah. Do you think a combined no-hitter is a no-hitter? Do you have an issue with that? It is absolutely not a no-hitter. Whoa. Um, 
no hit no one hit the ball no one got a hit um so i can see the hang up <laughs> semantically but it's not a no hitter so in the world series because the astros used i think four pitchers it wasn't so much that the Astros threw a no hitter; it was that the Phillies got no hit. Correct. The Phillies, okay, the okay. Phillies, they came up empty. They weren't. They went hitless, but no one pitched a no hitter. So it was an empty hitter. Is that is that the, that's what I'm saying? It was a, instead of a no no. It was an amp amp. Listen, man. <laughs> if a if a relief pitcher comes in, and it's it's a th- it's a three out inning, one two three, did they throw a no hitter? They did not. They pitched one inning of baseball. Then my question to you is, how many walks is too many walks in a no-hitter Well, for a pitcher? Jack Flaherty pushed it. He did, right? Yeah. And he, he hit a guy as well, I think. Uh, I, that's like wild. He's like, man, I, they couldn't hit me out there. I was like, yeah, because it was either behind the backstop <laughs> yeah. or we were just afraid and you just threw it high and in and you, you caught a corner of the zone. Yeah. And then I think the uh, the Cardinals graphic after the game was like, uh, no hits allowed for Jack. <laughs> They didn't show the walks, the walk yeah. total. It's like, it, it doesn't, a hit is like, is just getting on base. That's it. Like hits aren't that important really in a sense. Like we, we still look at batting average, but on base percentage is way more. Yeah, yeah, are, you, are you getting on or are you not? Listen, man, it did not feel <laughs> like that fellow was on his way to a no hitter watching the game. No, it was tight. My, it was tight. my buddy was there, but we'll have him on uh, next week. Cause he was in St. Louis for opening day. So he'll be uh, here next week when St. Louis comes to town nice. talking about that. And yeah, he texted me. He said, take a look at that stat line. It was something. And else. I looked and I'm like, I saw no hits. And I was like, it's only a no hitter through three innings. And I saw the walks. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, it was. Uh, he spent the entire outing pitching himself out of a jam. It was impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you see Anthony Rendon getting handsy with a fan? I, I did see that. I did see that. The fan was uh, wilted pretty quick, but I do. Oh, yeah. I wonder also what the chances are that he got the wrong fan versus that guy just cowering. But Ma- I'm just, just curious. Mal's at the palace situation. Yeah. Like I think <laughs> ran it, by the wrong guy. It's probably oh, very easy to oh, yeah. pick the wrong guy out of the crowd. Which is why kids at home, if you ever become a big leaguer and play at the Oakland Coliseum uh, on game two or actually on opening day and there's only a thousand people there. Don't go into the stands. Yeah. You, you don't do that. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just I can't even remember the last time anything like that has has happened, honestly. I think it was 2021 where it was like the guard, or maybe it was early last season. Uh, Guardians, Yankees, fan, the bleachers, were they were chirping at yep, Miles Straw. Right. And that's I think right. he like climbed up and like climbed up on the wall and got in the guy's got face. face. But it was, that was it. It was just like, you're talking the talk. Yeah. Well, you suck. Be respectful because Stephen Kwan had just gotten hurt, so it was last year at the beginning of last year because uh, Kwan was a rookie. But like that was that was it didn't go over the line, but it was getting there, which is not great, but that's okay. But the fistful of of shirt, I don't know if I've seen that. I I can't even remember the last time something like that has has happened. It's so rare. I mean, in basketball, basketball, I feel like mm, that that happens once in a while. It's through the tunnel. The tunnel's the spot. Yeah. Maybe you slap a cup out of someone's hand, right? You know what they? You know what they're doing now is they're just getting people ejected mid-game. They're just pointing to them and they're just saying, "Enough on that one. Get them out of here." I, I'm okay. I'm kind of okay with that. If yeah, you're a jerk. You, never, you never know what they're saying, man. Some people take it take it real far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that will be interesting. MLB is investigating that. Anthony Rendon just not a good look for the Angels who. Uh, was hoping to to get to our MLB preview. We'll preview the 2023 season, maybe at the All-Star break. Maybe we'll figure out how to have some time for that. <laughs> I actually had the Angels going to the postseason. 
it just, I mean, we all want it to happen. So I might as well pick that to be the one. It was either twins or angels mm. as like that team that is on, that's on the periphery. That's not going to be a lock. And I, 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 I lean angels more than twins just because you want that to happen. Well, good, good luck. You know, they've, the angels have never let anyone down or hurt them before. Yeah, they are. Uh, the Mariners are the AL Rockies in a lot of ways, but I think the Angels are also very much like the AL Rockies where you look at their roster, like, oh, they got some guys and they got some pieces. Uh, they also have an owner that can sometimes get a little bit more involved than they should, and yeah. they're just not getting it done. So there, there's a lot of similarities with that. For the Angels, it's the meme ability. They're very, they right. get memed a lot because, I mean, even, even recently, Shohei's out there like, People don't lose in that context. Of course, he. Of course, that the team lost that game. Um, there, there's, <laughs> they're they're on the internet's. Uh, I don't want to curse. Crap list with Trout and uh, and Shohei and what they haven't been able to accomplish. Yeah, man, the only chance that the Angels have of re-signing Otani is if they go to the postseason. Other than that, I just don't. Don't think it's yeah. It's, it's just not even. It's not a wise decision for him. No, you know he's got big things to accomplish, and you should go where they can be accomplished. You know he, he wants to win. Like he legit wants to win. He doesn't want to just make money. Besides, he's getting more in endorsement deals than he is <laughs> in his actual salary. Yeah, and uh, on a long run, yesterday it's where all my best ideas will come to me. I'm like, you know what? There's a team out there, and it's. It's the Los Angeles Dodgers. But there's a team out there that is already laying the groundwork now of like they're hiring. They're they're I can guarantee it. There's gotta be someone in the front office somewhere who their sole job is to just calculate the impact of Otani. Yep. If we bring him in, what is the financial impact of selling these jerseys, of selling advertising space now to Japanese companies, all that opening up, you know, whole market in the Far East? What is the impact of that? And you say, well, the Dodgers were really quiet this offseason. They didn't sign anybody of value, and they're trying to get under the uh, luxury tax uh, threshold so that they can reset their clock and then not get fined and not lose draft picks. And you go, yeah, they're they're playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. That'll be fun. But uh, from his perspective, you can't knock it, you know? and. In the NBA, it's a real point of discussion mm. how we treat these guys on the cusp of winning. Should they force their way out? Should they just look for something else in free agency? But I think the Angels are in a situation where if your goal is to, you know, scrape greatness, write yourself, write your name in the history books, it's pretty hard to do there at the moment, or at least it looks that way. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they got 11 runs the other, uh, I think it was on Saturday in an inning. Rangers on opening day got nine runs. It was the first time uh, a team on opening day had scored nine runs in an inning, I want to say since 1996, the San Diego Padres oh did that. The reason I know is because that team was managed by Bruce Bochy, who manages the Texas Rangers, Bruce Bochy. <laughs> How about that for symmetry? Look at Patty. That, Look at it's Patty amazing. Go. Almost 30 years later, it ends up being that same guy. I'm curious if the pitch clock is... Mm is the reason like is that why we're having bigger innings is because you just got to get the ball and throw it. it's almost like a momentum thing now like in basketball it's like oh we're on a 12-2 run here and the team is just like running uh, away with it is that going to happen a lot more because you can't really stop the clock as much you can do the mound visits you can do you know some of those things but still i'm wondering if we're going to see a lot more 
bigger innings this year because of the clock. The cluster scoring really blowing up and getting out, yeah, becoming a bigger scale thing. That's possible. That's a really interesting question. You know, with baseball, it's such a... It's, there are just so many outcomes in play in any moment, and mm. it, I think you need a pretty large sample size to really determine trends in a game that's just so wacky in terms of what could happen. But I think it's an interesting question and something to keep an eye on. Um, the cluster scoring growing and growing. Could be. The, the old cluster clock, as it were. <laughs> um Brandon, this has been a lot of fun. It was great, man. You remember what I called you last time as we as a sign off? What are you, what you are to the podcast? I, I gave you the name, and he called you the Shohei Otani of the DNVR Rockies. I called you something else. Do you remember who that player was? No, I'm blanking already. He played second base for the Toronto Blue Jays. It's not Roberto Alomar. It's Danny Ainge. <laughs> you said you would commit that to memory, man. I didn't. I forgot. NBA and MLB. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Also, Mark Hendrickson did that uh he was a rocky for a period of time and also played like four seasons five seasons in the nba so he's another one of those guys rare few can play basketball and baseball that's kind of a weird crossover well like i said at the top of the show i am not a particularly busy fella i am around patrick so if you need some help holler this was fun man it was fun to be on i just love this time of year so much you can feel it in the air hope uh, hope for more sunshine. The seasonal depression, depressive depression disorder mm-hmm. fading away. Yes, and just the the sound of mitts popping and and <laughs> bats cracking just taking over, man. Popcorn, pretzels, hot dogs, nachos. Oh, the good stuff. The good stuff. The Breck Brew, the Bones Highland Burger. They don't, the- they don't have that, of course, do they? No, they don't. They might not have that here anymore soon. Who knows? I, I, I we, I've been trying to re, I've been trying to rebrand it as the Ryan McSalmon Burger, Ryan McMahon McSalmon yeah, yeah. Burger. No, we could do Can that. You do that. I was just gonna go with the Boneless Highland Burger. <laughs> okay, but I think you, no, there's something there. Can there's we maybe there. even change the spelling of Highland? To like Highlands yeah, Ranch, the boneless and then, Highlands, burger. and is it also served with a side of ranch? So That's it could correct. be the boneless Highlands Ranch. You've done it. Go downstairs right now. Let we them did know. it. We did it. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Follow us on Twitter at dnvr underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. I'm at Brendan Vote on Twitter, and also I'm about to go do the Nuggets show. So watch that game and watch us later. Double duty. You're like Deion Sanders. That's right, baby. Prime time. We coming. We're coming. Neon Brendan vote. Nah, primetime's better. I like primetime. Primetime. You are primetime. Uh, we'll be back in primetime, as we always are, because we've got a little bit of momentum, but it's only as good as your next show. So, of course, we will see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube.